In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Wow, you've heard a lot of scripture today. Uh, if you've just been here, even just for the, the liturgy this morning, we heard eight different Old Testament passages, plus an epistle and a gospel reading. And if you were here for the hours as well, you heard an additional four Old Testament readings and a, an additional four epistle and four gospel readings as well. You've heard a lot. And so I could stand here and probably preach from now until we're supposed to have service again tonight and not cover all of the great stuff that was covered in all of the different things that you heard in all of the scripture this morning. But I won't do that, as tempting as that might be. There are two things that I want to uh, make sure that we know and we understand about this feast that we are celebrating, and in particular, uh, the re- why we had all of those Old Testament readings to begin with. There are two big things that I think we should get out of, the, out of all of that. And the first one is, there is no doubt, after reading all of those and hearing all of those scriptures, there is no doubt, there should be no doubt, who Jesus Christ is. There should be no doubt in our mind who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is the Savior of all mankind. We heard that in the readings. Not just a small group of people, but he is to be the Savior of all mankind. He is the King of all. Even in one of the first readings that we heard in liturgy from the book of Numbers, it says that his kingdom will be over all of the nations and he will rule over all. He is the king. He is the savior. He is the Messiah, the anointed one. We heard in Isaiah where it was said that the spirit of God comes upon him. The spirit of great counsel. The spirit of wisdom. He has the Spirit of God upon him, so he is God's anointed. He is the promised Messiah. Jesus is the divine Son of God. We heard that so beautifully in the epistle reading from St. Paul to the Hebrews this morning, where it talks about our Lord uh, Jesus Christ being the fullness of the glory of God the Father. And that it was upon uh, him that laid all the foundations of the earth. He participated in that creation that we heard about even in the first Old Testament reading in the liturgy, which is the first reading of the book of Genesis, those first few verses. There is no doubt that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the King of all. Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. Jesus is the Eternal Son of God who takes on flesh for us and for our salvation, which is what we see in the gospel reading. Uh, And the shepherds rejoice and proclaim it because they heard it from the angels themselves. So that is the first thing. There is no doubt who Jesus Christ is when we hear all of those Old Testament readings and everything that we've just taken in. The second thing that we also should understand about all of this when we hear all of those Old Testament readings and we put them all together, we should know and understand that this event, the birth of Christ in the city of Bethlehem, as random as it might sound, even from the gospel reading, right? It seems like maybe he was supposed to be born somewhere else, but they were in Bethlehem. This is not a random event. All of these readings that we have heard have shown us, Lord willing, that all of this has been part of the eternal plan of God. 
And that's why it all fits together so beautifully. And we have all of these beautiful readings uh, during the course of this service because it is all part of the plan of God. You know, sometimes we might, uh, we might be mistaken and think that God created everything. And uh, when he first saw everything, everything was good. And then when man sinned and disobeyed, sometimes we might have the, the, the thought that God had to scramble to try to figure out how to fix it. That's not the case. In his foreknowledge, God knew exactly what was going to happen. But even having said that, this plan, this event, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the word of God taking on flesh, is not a random event, but has always been the plan. This is not plan B. This is the plan of God for our salvation. Why? Because what is salvation? What is eternal life? Well, Christ tells the disciples in that great uh, uh, monologue that he gives at the, uh, close to the end of the Gospel of John, he says that this is eternal life, to know God. And Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. That's not a new truth. We hear in Hebrews, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is not a new truth. It was always eternal life to be able to know God. And the only way that we were ever going to be able to know God fully is to be able to see him in the flesh. To be able to converse with him. To be able to sit down at the table with him. To be able to see him who is his express image and likeness. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is not a random event that God scrambled to do to save us. This event that we are celebrating today is the event that was always the plan. But that God worked for centuries and generations in order to bring it to pass so that we would be prepared to be able to receive him at the proper time. This was always the plan. It was always our Lord's desire to share life with us. It was always our Lord's desire to draw us to himself. It has always been our Lord's desire to be able to provide the banquet for us and to be able to say, sit down at my table with me in the flesh. It has always been his desire for us to know him in the way that we are able to know him in this feast of our Lord's incarnation, his birth in the town of Bethlehem. That's the God that we worship. That's the God who loves us beyond measure and who has planned since he said, let there be light. Because, of course, Christ himself is the light. Since the moment he said, let there be light, God in the flesh has always been the plan. He is the king. Jesus Christ is the Savior. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Jesus Christ is the eternal word of God who took on flesh for us and for our salvation. And that has always been the plan. Because God desires us to know him. And this is the way that we know him. Through his birth and through his taking on of flesh. What a God. So may we rejoice at this knowledge. May we rejoice with the shepherds and with the angels to know that the King, the Savior, the Messiah, the Word of God is born so that we can be saved. Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born.
Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.